0: Welcome to the Life Designer Podcast, a podcast created to help you design a grace-filled and striving-free life filled with purpose, meaning, and intention. Life is hard. You have your expectations, but then you have your reality. How do you hold on to hope while humbly embracing and trusting where you are? I'm your host, Janelle King, an organizational psychologist and certified coach, and I'm so glad that you're here. In the Life Designer Podcast, We will come alongside you as you navigate the different challenges and seasons of your life purpose journey, the peaks, valleys, and long stretches in between. Wherever you find yourself in your journey, it is our hope and intention that you leave these conversations feeling seen, supported, encouraged, and inspired to design a meaningful and purposeful life. How do you view and handle your weaknesses and limitations? I had recently shared in a few notes and posts here on Substack that I'm in a low capacity season for what I can handle and accomplish. Between tending to the littles and keeping house and home, it just seems like I'm always running from one thing to the next with little to no time to focus on what God has put before me. Now, maybe you're not exactly where I am. But maybe you're also in a season where you have low capacity, whether that be physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, or cognitively, and you find yourself saying one or more of these statements This is too hard for me. I'm bad at this. I don't know what to do. I'm not smart enough. I feel like an imposter. I'm too young. I'm too old. I don't have enough experience. I'm too tired. I'm too sad. I can't do this on my own. I'm not the type of person who is good at these things. I'm scared. These phrases shared by author Emily Jensen are essentially another way of saying, I feel weak. So if you're there, you are not alone because I'm there too. And to be honest, I hate it. I hate feeling weak. I hate feeling incapable. I hate feeling insufficient. And I hate leaving things undone. I don't know. I think it's just the doer and achiever in me that wants to feel accomplished. But lately, I've been in a season where I just don't have the capacity to do the things that I want to do and sometimes the things that I need to do. And while most times, for the most part, I can push through these feelings or these weaknesses, but there are other times when I honestly don't want to And I found myself coaching myself through these moments. I'm like, okay, Janelle, why is it that you don't want to do, you know, whatever this is or X, Y, Z? Like, are you not tapping into your willpower? Are you being lazy? But as I started really just analyzing my situation and coaching myself, I realized something. It's not that I'm lazy, It's that I am limited. (laughs) You know, there is only so much that I can do. So I had to come to the terms with that I can't do everything and I cannot be all things to all people. I am limited. So I wanted to talk about this today because oftentimes when we think about our weaknesses, we see it as an issue of discipline or willpower. And don't get me wrong, (laughs) sometimes it is, you know, sometimes we'll go into our bouts where the only thing that we want to do is, you know, binge Netflix or do something like mindless scrolling on social media. Or sometimes we just give into our flesh and it's a sin issue, right? But other times it's because we're limited The reality is we are finite creatures with a finite amount of time, energy, and resources. But we, we want to be unlimited. We want to stretch our limits. If we could just stay up a little longer, work a little harder, try a little harder, use more willpower to push through. But is willpower really enough? You know, is it a true measure of strength and resilience? these are questions that I've been thinking about lately. So I wanted to talk about willpower and its relation to weakness. So let's break down what willpower really is and the psychology behind it. So the American Psychological Association defines willpower as the ability to resist short-term temptations in order to meet long-term goals. So one who has willpower is often able to resist temptation and delay gratification to meet their goals, control unwanted thoughts, feelings, urges, impulses, or responses, or overcome challenges and obstacles to achieve their goals. So many times when we hear about willpower and how it's utilized or leveraged, usually we're hearing it in terms of diet culture, right? Or abstaining from something or yielding willpower to achieve goals. But willpower is affected by more than our mindset, motivation, or self-discipline. So the first misconception is that willpower is often viewed as a character trait or measure of strength or weakness. So what I mean by that is that willpower in this view is something that you automatically have, right? It's a part of your character. It's a part of whether you're strong or not. So that means if you didn't accomplish your goal or finish your to-do list, then that means that you didn't work hard enough, you didn't try hard enough, and you really didn't have what it takes. You know, it's a part of your your nature, right? And so... This view fails to take into consideration that there are actually other factors beyond physical, biological, psychological, or even environmental factors that can affect our ability to yield willpower in certain situations, right? And then there's the second misconception, which is willpower is a fixed trait. So new research in psychology and neuroscience reveals that willpower can actually ebb and flow based on multiple factors. So Michael Inslicht, a professor of psychology up at the University of Toronto and the principal investigator at the Toronto Laboratory for Social Neuroscience, he insists that willpower actually serves or acts more like an emotion. So he says, just like we don't run out of joy or anger. Willpower, it more so ebbs and flows to base on what is happening to us and how we, we feel. So it's not that you're lazy or you're not strong enough. You know, every time you're stressed, tired, or carrying a heavier mental or cognitive load, it diminishes your ability to show up or push through based on sheer willpower or determination. And that's something that I had to realize and because I was coming down hard on myself. And I would be like, Janelle, you should be able to push through or you should be able to suck it up and do what you have to do. And I started to condemn myself and say, oh, you're just being lazy or you're just procrastinating. And when I thought about it, One of my strengths is self-discipline. And so for the most part, most times I can just muscle things through or just focus and get things done. But in this season, there is a lot of constraints on my time, on my energy and my resources being the primary parent at home with my children and majority of the times being a solo parent due to the nature of my husband's job. And so there are times when, yes, I could do something else, but I physically, (laughs) emotionally, cognitively, mentally, and spiritually just, I just can't do it, right? And so even if you have the ability to do something and you have the self-discipline to do it, At any moment, there are many factors that can affect your capacity and limits. And this is why I have a love-hate relationship with self-help culture, because our willpower will never be enough. You know, I know that there's this whole like mindset and manifestation talk that's going on and just romanticizing your life, right? And yes, we can do those things. We can develop a growth mindset. We can develop self discipline and self control. But at the end of the day, we will always fall short. We will never be able to will ourselves to do or be everything because we weren't meant to. I shared a little about this in my last Substack post, and I'm gonna actually read the quote. But I, I said, you know, we want to stretch our limits. Stay up a little later, work a little harder, be more and do more. But sometimes God wants us to do less so he can carry us through the rest. He wants us to become less so he can be made great. His power made perfect in our weakness. It's a part of his glory, his divinity characterized by his unlimited nature, his omniscience, omnipresence and omnipotence. His very existence and essence defies limits. But he chose to limit himself anyway, subjugating himself to the limitations and weaknesses of the human body and experience, showing us that limits depict love. You know, I think that we tend to forget that. I think we forget that Jesus actually suffered from limitations as well. You know, he got tired. He experienced suffering and rejection he confined himself to a human body, meaning that he could only be in one place at one time. So if Jesus had to experience this, why are we so quick to condemn ourselves for being limited or feeling weak at times? So in other words, if Christ himself in all his glory learned to live with his limitations, we must too. So I wanted to talk about some ways that we can live into our limitations and weaknesses. I love this quote by Emily Jensen that she shares in her devotional, He is Strong. She says, Where we see weakness, 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 we need to practice seeing Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Instead of obsessing over the myriad ways we're unqualified, unable, and insufficient, we need to rehearse how he is qualified, able, and fully sufficient can we just say yes and amen to that? Because I think it's really easy for us to fixate on our weaknesses. I know for me at times, sometimes it seems like my weaknesses are all that I can see. You know, I'll try to go and meal plan while the kids are around and then everybody needs something. Everybody's demanding something from me and then maybe my temper will slip, right? And then... I'll go to work out later on and I'll be lunging and jumping and then I'll feel the effects of my injury and be reminded, look girl, you're still weak. So it's like, I I see all these weaknesses and then I'll go upstairs and realize that I haven't done or put away laundry (laughs) for the last week. It's just been sitting there. And so I think for me, I was starting to feel crushed by the weight of my weakness to the point where it was affecting my mood. It was making me anxious, you know? And so I had to sit down and say, okay, how can I work through this? Because the Lord placed me in this role, in this season, for such a time as this. And I have to trust that he is able to walk me through this, even when I don't feel like I'm capable of doing it or when I don't feel like doing it. So I had to practically identify when I am going through these moments, when I am feeling weak, when I am feeling insufficient or incapable, what does it look like to see and to allow God's strength to be made perfect in my weakness? Like how am I coping through these weaknesses and limitations. So for me, that looks like constantly reminding myself of God's presence and his ever-present help by reading and writing down scriptures. I've also been listening to Encouraging Christian Podcast, so you may have been seeing me share those here on Substack, especially if you're following me here on Notes or if you've been reading my posts. I am constantly saturating my ears in scripture, whether I'm listening to the audio version on version or I'm listening to a podcast. I've also been journaling through my thoughts or prayers where I'm prayer journaling and documenting my prayers and my requests. So that's been helpful to me in terms of helping me to just sit and process through those emotions, but also to take them and cast them and my cares on the Lord. I have also found that if I'm being honest, sometimes I find myself feeling weaker when I'm operating in pride and I'm not asking for help, or I'm failing to tap into the community that God has given me. This has been hard for me because where we are located, we don't have a lot of family or community around. And so for me, I have been praying that the Lord would bring that, that he would bring that community, bring the support and resources that we need in this season. So I would encourage you to do the same and seek out the support that you need, whether that's by calling up that friend who you know will encourage you or uplift you working with a therapist or a coach or talking things through with a mentor or pastor. Just really letting people know how they can support you and your needs in this season. So basically just surrounding or enveloping yourself with the support you need that will uphold you when you do feel weak. I also went ahead and asked you all how you were coping with your limitations and weaknesses in this month's community discussion. And some of you shared that you are also processing things by sitting and journaling through your feelings. Another person shared that one way that they are working through some of their limitations is by focusing on one task at a time. And I absolutely love that because sometimes we need that minute by minute or that moment by moment strength that comes as we lean into Christ to do what he's placed before us in that moment. So just focusing on the next thing, whether that is, you know, just getting through the email or getting breakfast on the high chair tray, or sometimes it's as simple as getting out of bed, brushing your teeth, you know. So just as I encourage you to lean into your community I would also encourage you to tap into the Life Designer community. Some of you may not know, but this platform, Substack, where I'm hosting this podcast, provides so many opportunities for us to connect and support one another in our respective seasons and journeys. So one of those ways is through the community discussion board that I just mentioned, where every month I will post a discussion prompt on a topic for us to dive deep into to support and encourage one another. We also have a chat that functions as a community group chat or a group text, if you will, where you can actually go in and post if you need encouragement or you want to connect on the go. I recently started posting a Friday thread where we do what I like to call a joy cap, where we share what is bringing us joy that particular week. Because, you know, sometimes we need reminders of God's goodness and faithfulness when we are going through difficult seasons or experiencing the weight of our weaknesses and limitations. So make sure that you take advantage of these opportunities by downloading the Substack app if you haven't already or creating a Substack account so that you can receive those updates and notifications when things are posted. Well, that is all for today. I hope this episode really just made you feel seen and supported as you lean into Christ and community, as you manage your weaknesses and limitations. I know that I've been in a season where I am constantly needing that encouragement and reminder, so I hope that this is what that was to you. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love it if you would share with a friend, whether that's over on Instagram, via email, or text message. And make sure that you leave a rating and review, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcast. Sharing, rating, and reviewing helps to get other people's eyes and ears on this podcast. For more on purposeful and intentional living, make sure you subscribe to my newsletter at JanelleAKing.Substack.com if you haven't already. Follow me on Instagram at JanelleAKing or visit my personal website at JanelleAKing.com. Have a beautiful week, friends, and I will connect with you in the next episode.